This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, verse 1 through 3. It says this, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, thou and all the people, unto a land which I will give to them, I promise to Abraham, even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I've given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Let's pray. God, I cannot. You never said I could. You can. You always said you would. Hide us in the cross of Calvary. We're not qualified. God, we need your anointing. We need your touch. We need your presence more than we need anything else. Have your will, have your way, and for all you do, we give you glory, for I pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How to accomplish something great in 2021. Certainly, we're launching a new year. I heard about a guy that uh, goes to the doctor, and uh, he didn't, good, didn't get good news. He said, watch the report, and the doc said, you've got one year to live. One year. He said, Doctor, you have a recommendation? He said, I sure do. He said, there's a lady that lives not far from my office. She lives in a two-bedroom trailer. There's no plumbing in that trailer. There's no electricity. She has 10 children, and the oldest child is 11 years old. He said, this is what I recommend. You go down there, and as quickly as you can, you marry her. And the man said, my goodness, will that make me live longer? He said, no, but it'll be the longest year that you've ever lived. Amen? <laughs> well, we're launching a new year. And the new year says that we can begin again. The new year says, though you cannot go back and make a brand new start, you can begin right now and make a brand new end. It says no matter what's happened, what's happened, you can launch out into a new year. And you can accomplish great things in 2021. See, the Bible says in Philippians 2 and 13, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do great things. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do great things. Now, I want us to study about a man in the Bible for just a little while. His name was Joshua. Joshua was the man who led the children of Israel into the promised land. He was the man who actually led them into the land that flowed with milk and honey. It was a great accomplishment. And what I've realized, if you want to accomplish something in life, study the lives of great people and get your pail under their whale and learn from them. 
It's wise to learn from experience, but it's wiser to learn from the experience of others and not near as painful. So we're going to take a guy by the name of Joshua, and we're going to see how he accomplished great things and then apply it to our lives. There's five or six things I want you to see about Joshua. The first thing I want you to see that Joshua did, he invalidated the past. He invalidated the past. Now, Pastor, what do you mean when you say invalidate the past? I mean, listen closely. Make it void. Make it void. Look what verse 2 says. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. You know what I really believe, folks? <laughs> I believe Joshua knew that Moses was dead. But God was just reminding him of this line right here. Moses is dead, and by the way, he's not coming back. I wonder how many of us need to tell ourselves, our Moses is dead, and he's not coming back. Our Moses is dead, and he's not coming back. See, we have a propensity to want to hold on to the past. We want to hold on to the guilt, and God's willing to free you of that guilt. We want to hold on to the grief, but God wants us to move on in life. We want to hold on to the grudge, but God wants us to forgive. We want to hold on to the glory, the good days, but God says it's time to move on. You know what would transform relationships? You know what would transform marriages if couples would learn? to invalidate the past, if they would learn to not reflect on the scars, but to reach for the stars. See, the Bible teaches us that in Philippians 3 and 13. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You've got to invalidate it. You've got to keep no record of wrong. You've got to move on in life. You can't accomplish things if you're holding on to the past. Clara Barton started the Red Cross, and she went through a great hurt in her life. And somebody said to Clara Barton on one occasion, do you remember what they did to you? She said, no, no. I distinctively remember forgetting that. What, what, is, what is invalidating the past? What is closing that door? It's choosing not to think about that. You don't get amnesia, but it's simply saying, I'm not going to let that have power over me anymore. One man said, every time my wife and I get into it, she gets historical and his friend said, no, 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 you mean hysterical. He said, no, no, she gets historical. She brings up the past. You're not going to accomplish much in life till you invalidate the past and let it go. Not going to accomplish much until you do that. We got to be kind of like the guy that goes to the doctor and the doctor says to him, uh, your problem is you've got amnesia. He said, Doc, what did I do? He said, go home and forget about it. 
You know what would change your home? If you'd go home, forget about it. You know what would change your marriage if you'd go home and forget about it? You know what would change your situation if you would invalidate the past? Let me tell you the second step. If you want to accomplish something this year, invalidate invalidate the past. But identify your goal. Identify your goal. See, let let me tell you something about every one of you. God's put things in your heart. You say, I'm not a preacher. Well, what's that got to do with the price of cotton? God's put things in your heart. For it is God which worketh in you, Philippians 2 and 13. God puts dreams. God puts goals. God puts vision in your heart. And it's so important that you identify your goal. Joshua 2 and 2, look what he says. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. What was the goal? The goal was to cross the Jordan River. One of the great theologians that I've spent years studying after is a man by the name of Yogi Berra. (laughs) Yogi said, you better go to other people's funerals so they'll come to yours. Yogi said, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore. It's too busy. Some of you are slow, but you're worth waiting for. Yogi Bear said these words. He said, if you don't know where you're going, you might wind up someplace else. This is what I've realized. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it. That's why you've got to identify your goal. You say, Pastor, I don't have a clue. How would, you, how would you identify your goal? How do you identify your goals? This is deep. Hold on. I'm not deep, but I'm not stuck. How do you identify your goals? Write it down. You say, where does the pastor get these life-changing thoughts? <laughs> Out of the Bible. Habakkuk 2 and 2. Write the vision and make it plain up on tables so you can run by reading it. This is all I'm going to say. 95% of the people listening today, 95% of the people in America will not write out their goals for life. 95% of the people listening today will not write out goals for the new year. Not most of you will spend more time planning your vacation this year than you will planning your life. 95% never write down their goals. But look, of the 5% who do, they achieve 95% of their goals. All I'm going to say, you invalidate the past. You identify, this is what I believe God wants me to accomplish with my life. This is the goal. This is the aspiration. And then the third thing you do is you isolate your obstacles. You isolate your obstacles. Now, 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 what were the obstacles here? Think about this, folks. Moses had been leading these people for 40 years. He was the greatest leader in Israel. He was dead. They get to the Jordan River, 
The snow is mounting off, is melting off Mount Hermon. It's flowing down into the Jordan River. The spring rains have caused the Jordan River to be at flood stage. So he had some obstacles. And here's what I want you to see. Folks, if you want to do something worthwhile with your life, if you want something worthwhile in any part of your life, there are going to be some obstacles along the way. I talk to pastors and I say, they'll say, I resigned. I say, you resigned? Why did you resign? We had problems in the church. Listen, I've pastored here for over 30 years. I've never known a time we didn't have problems. I got problems, you got problems, all God's children got problems, amen? Look, look here. If 89% of everything we learn in life is visual, I want you to get this. Because you may not remember a word I said, but if 89% of everything that we learn is visual, I want you to get this illustration. I, I think you all got it. What's the illustration? Everything in life that's worthwhile is uphill all the way. Everything in your life that's worthwhile is uphill all the way. I want a great marriage. It's uphill all the way. You say, but not ours. We, we got a marriage made in heaven. So is thunder and lightning. Amen. <laughs> they all start out ideal. Then you have an ordeal. And some are looking for a new deal. Amen. No, no. My, my business. No, no. If it's worthwhile, it's uphill all the way. My, 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 my career, if it's worthwhile, it's uphill all the way. My ministry, if it's worthwhile, it's uphill all the way. Always remember, anything worthwhile is uphill all the way. That's why you got to isolate the obstacles and be prepared for those obstacles. So, Pastor, help me. Because, man, I tell you what, you know, I, I've, got some, I've got some obstacles. Well, you've got to be intentional about overcoming those obstacles. How do you do that? Well, it's the fourth step. You've got to investigate your benefits. You've got to investigate your benefits. Now, keep in mind, the children of Israel for 400 years had been slaves. They'd been making bricks. They'd been slaves. But they had an opportunity to go into a land where they could be free. Where they could be free. They had an opportunity to go into a land where there was going to be milk and honey. See, if the benefits don't outweigh the obstacles, you'll never achieve the goal. That's why you've got to stay focused on the benefits. You've got to stay focused on why I'm doing this. You've got to keep your eye on the prize and realize everything nice does have a price. Pastor, where, where, do you, where do you get this? Out of the Bible? See, I'm going to start next week, and I'm going to preach several messages on David. You said, Pastor, he was a guy that killed the giant. That's it. That's right. He's the guy that killed the giant. Did you ever think about this? What motivated him? What motivated him to kill the giant? Did you ever think about that? This is what I believe. I believe he investigated the benefits. 
You say, I've never thought about that. Well, let me show you the Scripture. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. That was Goliath. And it shall be, wait, the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches. Wait. Ever who kills him is going to get the bucks. But it doesn't end there. And I will give him and will give him his daughter. Ever who killed this giant not only got the bucks, but he gets the babe. The king's daughter. Am I preaching the word? And maketh his father's house free in Israel. Wait. What does he get? The babe, the bucks, and bye-bye to taxes. Bye-bye, no IRS for this guy. Amen? What did he do? He investigated the benefits. Now, wait. Number five. There's a fifth thing if you're going to accomplish something great in 21. You need to include some encouraging people. You're going to have to have some encouraging people around you. Uh, the other night I was home. Barbara said, what are you watching? I said, I'm watching The Lone Ranger. <laughs> the Lone Ranger. And the only reason I'm watching it is because Andy Griffith's not on right now. The Lone Ranger. But, you know, I, I was watching The Lone Ranger, and I realized something. I like to watch The Lone Ranger. But even The Lone Ranger had Tonto. And you're going to need some Tontos in your life. And Joshua had a Tonto. In Numbers 13 and 30, his name was Caleb. And they made it into the promised land because they encouraged one another. And you're going to need a Caleb. You're going to need a Tonto. You're like that little boy who said, Dad, let's play darts. Daddy said, okay. And the little boy said, Dad, I'll throw. And you say, wonderful. You know, it's a proven fact. I don't know why this comes to my mind. But if you're standing in cold, a bucket of ice, it's a proven fact. It's documented that you can stand twice as long if somebody's there encouraging you. You know, during this time of year, uh, a lot of people are talking about weight. I'm going to do this. And I, I read this story. It says, a, 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 lady said, a lady said this. She said, I feel like my body's gotten totally out of shape. So I got my doctor's permission, and I joined a fitness club, and I started exercising. She said, I decided to take an aerobics class for seniors. She said, I bent, I twisted, I gyrated, I jumped up and down and perspired for one hour. But she said, by the time I got my leotard on, the class was over. <laughs> Jean Nottage. Jean Nottage was the lady who started Weight Watchers. And I was reading her story about why she started Weight Watchers. She said she used to go to the park 
And she would see these mothers would go to the park and they would take their children and the mothers would sit on park benches and sit and talk. And she said, I would look and I would see those children and they would be sitting in swings while the mothers just sat there and talked. Now, they couldn't do anything. But Jean Nottage said, when I was young, I would go over and I would push those children. And she said, after just a little while, they would start reaching with their little legs and they would start pulling. And she said, I realized all they needed was a push. And she said, I started Weight Watchers because all people need a push. All people need some encouragement. What change your life, change your marriage, if you just learn to encourage one another. Just learn to lift one another up. You say, well, I, I, I'm with people, but, but I, I, don't know if, I don't know if they need encouragement. Come up real close. I'm going to tell you how you know. This is very important. I'm going to tell you how you know if a person needs encouragement. You might want to write this down. If they're breathing. <laughs> if they're breathing, they need encouragement. And folks, let me tell you something. We won't accomplish much unless you include some encouraging people around you. You won't accomplish much unless you include some encouraging people around you. It's so important. It's so important. Look, look here, look here, look here. Jason, come see Preacher Benny right fast. Come on, come here fast. Come right. He, he didn't know I was going to do this. I hope you've got your wallet. All right, all right, no, no, no. Look here, Jason. Look here, look here, Jason. Look here. I've got my hands on you. I'm going to push you down. Let's go down. Yeah, go down. Yeah, go down. Okay, look here. Look here. Look here. A guy like me, no muscles, but I took this big guy down. <laughs> but here's the only problem. I went down too. And every time you take somebody down, you always remember you go down too. Every time you take somebody down, always remember you go down too. But look, I'm going to lift Jason up. And I came up too. And when you lift people up, you come up too. But when you take people down, you go down too. And all I'm going to say to you, you make sure you're getting some lifter uppers around you and not taker downs around you. If Debbie Downer is all you associate with, honey, you're going to be in trouble in a little while. Your theme song will be gloom, despair, and agony on me. <laughs> Let me give you the last point, and I'm done. It's the most important point. You've got to involve a supernatural God. You've got to involve a supernatural God. You say, Pastor Benny, how, 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 how do I involve a supernatural God? There's three simple things I want to encourage you to do. Number one, get into your Bible and get the Bible in you. Get into your Bible and get the Bible in you. You say, did, did, did Joshua do that? Well, look what Joshua 1 and 8 says. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate thereon day and night 
What I'm going to say in 2021, ladies and gentlemen, get the Bible in you and, and, and get in the Bible. It's so important. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of God shall stand forever. You say, I don't have time. Well, then slow down. You're too busy. Now, now as, as you're launching this year, most guys are going to say this is the Bible reading plan for reading through the Bible this year. And it's wonderful if you do that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, it's wonderful if you do that. But this is just my thought, and I, I've got some probably thinking that's different. But if it took them 1,500 years to write it, why is it so important that I get through it in one year? This is my argument. It's not so much how much you get through. It's how much that gets through you. It's not so much how much you get through. It's how much that gets through you to it becomes second nature. It becomes a part of your life till you start learning and you start applying it. Because D.L. Moody was right. God didn't give us the Bible to increase our knowledge. He gave us the Bible to change our lives. And the Word of God will change your life. The principles of the Word of God. Oh, folks, let me tell you something. It's the only book that God ever wrote. Tell you the second thing I want to encourage you to do. Ask God to fill you with his spirit. Ask God to fill you with his spirit. You said, did, did, did Joshua do that? Well, look what Joshua 27 and 18 says. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit. Let me tell you something, folks. The Christian life is not difficult without the Holy Spirit. The Christian life is impossible without the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit, and we need God's power. D.L. Moody used to pray, and he would say, God, fill me with your Spirit. God, fill me with your spirit. Before I preached to you all today, I said, oh, God, I need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. I need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And somebody said to D.L. Moody, why do you pray continuously? God, fill me with the spirit. And D.L. Moody said these words, because I leaked. And you know what I found about me? I leaked too. With the world, the flesh, and the devil, we leak. That's why we need fresh fillings of God's power. We need fresh fillings of God's presence. And we need the Holy Spirit more than anything else. Let me tell you something, folks. There's nothing worse than a full church of half full people. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. So I challenge you, ask God to fill you with his Spirit. Then the third thing I say to you, Ask God for his wisdom. Ask God for his wisdom. That's what Joshua did. Look what Joshua 34 and 19 says. It says, and Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. You say, Pastor, can I do that? Yes, you can. Because James 1 and 5 says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You know, I, 
Barbara and I were talking about things that we want to accomplish in 2021. My list is not long because the things I need, it's going to take a supernatural God. Some of it's real, real personal. But I know it's going to take a supernatural God. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin, and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make and thank you for being with us today. God bless you and we'll see you soon.